0: In studio with us this morning, let me tell you a little bit about this young man. And when I say young man, uh, he's making everyone except Rick feel quite old in the studio today, I think. And Schwaz to a degree. Adrian and I, uh, both more than double your age. Okay, Uh, his name is Ladama. Uh, He is doing some amazing work uh, at Kenya's coast, uh, specifically in Kilifi. Uh, And he is just 23 years of age um, and I'm not going to tell you too much about what he does but rather introduce him and welcome him to Capital FM It's great to have you with us, Ladama
1: It's great to be here with all of you and I love the warmth in the morning here, <laughs> So thanks a lot Are you
0: a listener of the show?
1: I do, oh, I, thank do. God. I do yeah, yeah, Good, okay yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. As long as we get, we get people, especially leading up to elections, some politicians mm. They had no idea who we were, you know what I mean Anyway, uh, great to have you with us um, Now, uh, at the tender age of 23 You have taken it upon yourself with an organization which you're going to tell us about to do something that uh, many of us don't think about Uh, many of us I'm talking about here in Kenya globally this is obviously a big problem Um, the organization is called oceans alive
1: what is oceans alive oceans alive is an organization that works to share develop and create sustainable solutions for coastal communities up and down the Kenyan coast, and to see them led from the bottom up, right. create this ripple effect, create living classrooms, as we call them, where neighboring fishing communities can come in schools, and even uh, state partners can come and learn and see what a collaborative model can look like in okay. marine coastal management.
0: Now, when you say creating sustainable uh, a sustainable environment yeah. for these individuals, we're talking about the populations living up and down the coast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how they can—is it something they they can use the ocean to create that sustainability, or is it other things as well?
1: So it's something they can use the ocean, but the impact does not stop only at the populations at the coastline, because even us here in Nairobi, we're affected by the ocean mm. in way or another. Mm. From every sip of water we take, every breath of fresh air we're connected to the ocean and what you said at the start something that we don't think about um, it's a very key point because we can be here and not thinking about how an ocean far away is helping us live the healthy life that we do so having that exposure to this dynamic to these links opens up a whole world of what you can do you know you can only manage what you know and that's what we seek to do and Now, with the coastal communities that we work with, being able to create and show that there are these platforms if you come together. There are these avenues if you advocate, if you create a dialogue. And from there, it's now being creative in seeing that this ecosystem is like this. The, cult, the communities like this the cultures like this how can we have a mix of all of this in a solution which benefits not just one single component but, but many and it changes for different coastal communities as the culture could be different the marine space could be different but it's really taking in those and mm. seeing how they can feed off each other and build for it you know build, build can,
0: can, a little bit, let me tell us a little, before we get into yeah. some specific examples of the work that's being done with, um, with the organization and yourself well, tell us a little about yourself I mean you're, you're a young man 23 years old um, and uh, if I didn't tell our listener how old you were they would think you're some sort of learned professor because you're talking about things that most 23 year olds have no idea about where, where, does, this, where does this passion and, and joy and, and need to change the status quo come from
1: Ever since I was a kid, I've been... You are a kid. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, younger. Yeah, yeah younger. younger. Yeah, since yeah, I was yeah. younger, yeah. just being outside in nature and seeing the beauty and being curious about how it comes to be, why, and the dynamics. And when you're curious and you've got a curious mindset, you just want to learn more and more and more. And the more you want to learn, the more you ask, the more different people you meet, the more that passion gets fueled. And the more questions which you're also faced with, at times getting harder, which means you have to dig deeper to find the answers. Mm. And it creates an adventure. And it started off terrestrially where um, my family has a place in Narok and just the wildlife next to the Mara, absolutely beautiful and now, finally, when I went to the coast, and I remember this, the first time I went diving and we're approaching the coral reefs at around 35 meters beneath the ocean, and you just start to see life, so much life around this coral reef. Wow. Fish just absolutely swarming everywhere. They come around you, they're just circling, and then land and a turtle comes up and it's just swimming away and then I'm like wow okay that's that's that just happened
0: A whole world that we don't really know exists um, I think we have a, a, a very closed mind when it comes to the, the only existi- the only world that exists is the one that we can see mm-hmm. um, but there is an entire world down there that we depend on right um, and we depend on more than we know we're going to take a quick break mm-hmm. uh, when we come back we're going to learn a little bit more about you education wise yeah. what you're doing what you've studied but also how we can get involved mm-hmm. uh, as an organization but also as individuals and then some specific specific examples of what Oceans Alive is doing uh, at the Kenyan Coast. Stick around. If you have any questions for Ladama, you can get them in now on 701 Or if you'd like, uh, send us a tweet, 984 in the morning, hashtag drive in. Uh, as we continue our conversation about Ocean's Live and uh, my new good friend Ladama, who is just blown me away. Uh, when I was a kid, he said, and I was like, "Dude, you're 23. Uh, some of us passed that more than 23 years ago." So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, as we continue our discussion, Ladama, um, a little bit more about yourself. So, so you you've always had this desire and this need. To to want to understand why things are the way they are within the sphere of nature, mm-hmm. right, and the environment. Uh, you talked about growing up in Narok and how just wildlife blew your mind, but you're focusing on the ocean. Narok is a long way away from the east, from from the from the coast, right? I mean, it's a long way away. Mm-hmm. So, when did that? When did the line cross from nature to a focus on nature, but within the space of the ocean?
1: Well, the curiosity for the ocean was there because I did visit the coast quite a bit, um, even yeah, as growing up or as I continued to grow up. Um, and, yeah, slowly by slowly, as you engage more, and as I said, having gone diving and just seeing the absolute diversity, I made the decision that, wow, if from seeing how beautiful this is underneath the water, I've got to be a part of protecting this. Right. Like, you know, because my kids have to see this
0: but are we we at a danger of destroying that part of our environment are are we are we headed towards that i mean i i don't you know we we meet a lot of conservationists we meet a lot of wildlife experts we meet a lot of you know people worried about the elephants etc and i'm i'm not saying that we shouldn't worry about that because we should Mm. but we don't meet a lot of people that are focused on the ocean are we at a danger as a country uh, or continent for that matter mm-hmm. uh, Of losing this p- part of our, our our Wildlife We are, we are
1: In fact, it is predicted that By 2050, if we're not careful We could have lost all Our coral reefs
0: Right. And what's the importance of the coral reef for those who don't know
1: So, coral reefs Are the home to 25% Of marine life in the ocean And They're the home for the juvenile fish which need protection as they grow up, which need the certain conditions to, to grow up and thrive to become bigger fish and which eventually could get caught and end up on our plate and on our sushi platter. <laughs> right, right. So sustainability. Obviously. Sustainability. So we've got to we've got to protect these by looking at the wider the wider links of what it leads to you know what is connected in terms of this dynamic yes we may love fish but where is that fish coming from for me to be able to get fish tomorrow for my future generations to be able to get fish what are those things that that are allowing that dynamic that process to continue so you've got to look at the environment and the condition in which they come and that's coral reefs so in order for that we've got to be keen about how we treat our marine mm-hmm. ecosystem, you know, let alone um, the air we breathe. The ocean is one of the biggest um, carbon sinks for, you know, the, the oxygen that, we, um, for the air that we breathe and Next thing, you're looking at the economy and how many jobs it provides. Plus, so tourism,
0: of course, tourism, is a big part of
1: our economy anyway. Yeah, so it's very keen to see the links. Because a lot of the time, we may like to look at things on an individual level, but Within this day and age, we need to look at things as a system.
0: Mm-hmm. And the connection we have with everything, right? Yes. As, as an individual, what yes. that role is. And you're doing your part to ensure mm-hmm. that perhaps something we don't normally think about is being thought about. Let me ask you a question uh, about the interest you have as well in the ocean. You mentioned diving earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a certified Yes. Diver. Yes. And do you dive often? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that your like hobby of choice?
1: It, it's how I. It's how I live. Right. Right. A, so do you live, live at the coast now? I do live at the coast. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, and your family still back in Nairobi. My
1: my family's in Nairobi actually.
0: Okay. Yes. So living at the coast, doing this great work. When did Oceans Alive start? Uh, when, when did the this organization begin?
1: So this organization came from a community initiative, which. Kicked off in 2003 when the Kuruwitu community saw their fishery by a serious to a seriously impactful level for the livelihoods of the community. Okay, where they were unable to find any solutions by coming to. you know, whatever formal avenues there were there. So they touched on coming together and traditional modes of governance to create what is called a Tengefu, which is a protected area which is governed and managed by the community. So after creating this protected area, this marine sanctuary, within a couple of years, this marine area, which is 30 hectares, Managed to see a 400% increase wow. in fish biomass, 30% recovery in the coral reefs, That's 17% incredible. recovery in seagrass. And it just, you know, it, it clicked that this locally-led approach is revolutionary. And, and this was all their own strategy and doing? Yep. This is a traditional... So the skill set and mindset is there Yes, to change
0: without having to use fancy Western technology mm-hmm. and advice from, you know, the big Mm -hmm. countries and the more advanced countries Mm -hmm. that come and tell you how to do your work better than you can do your work.
1: This is here. This is locally led. Is this a model that's being uh, reproduced now? Yes. Okay. So, in fact, so that was in uh, 2003 to 2006 in the setting up that marine sanctuary when 2006, it was now officially established as a locally managed marine area. And in now 2016, when Oceans Alive came in to help other communities replicate this Mm. success because there are components which are needed to help it get that formal recognition
0: and of course there's a cost as well which you which you guys obviously well i would say help the communities to raise Mm -hmm. or give them i guess right Mm -hmm. because it can't be free or cheap right Yeah, 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 yeah yeah
1: so with that now looking to share and spread this model along the coastline to see that success replicated but one of the obstacles that we did find is it needed a stronger place in legislation in formal recognition because it was still a traditional uh, approach and that's when we thought of this collaborative uh, of upscaling it to a collaborative management area which is legally recognized and actually for the first time it offers the community the rights the user rights to the, their marine area which means their protective measures their in investments their fishing grounds are all secured and they have the management rights together with the, the county and the state of that area because it's tricky because in water, fish flow, water water moves everywhere. Unlike on land where if you've got a space, you can put a fence around it, you can get your title deed and you can know this is where I do my And unfortunately
0: out. in the ocean, it, that's not quite the same. Yeah. Right? Because mm. you can't say, it's not a cattle ranch. Yes. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? <laughs> yeah, you can't put fences up to keep the fish in and out. Mm. Um, okay, let's move on um, to a little bit more. So... You've explained one specific example of what Oceans Alive yep. is this the main project? Is this the sort of flagship project? This uh co management. Co management right. of you and said a Tengefu.
1: Tengefu, the Tengefu approach yeah. or locally managed marine areas. Right.
0: So that's the flagship. Yes. What else is Oceans Alive doing? We're gonna talk about your filmmaking in mm-hmm. just a moment yeah. as well. But what else is Oceans Alive doing? Um, is it is there an education process mm-hmm. so that people don't you know, what do they say, teach a man uh, buy a man a fish, <laughs> feed him for a day, teach a man a fish, feed him for a lifetime. Is there that kind of approach as well?
1: Exactly, exactly. It's all about ensuring or creating spaces for peer-to-peer learning, Mm. knowledge sharing, and capacity building. Whether it's with local school kids where we're helping local schools create their own coral gardens in the water and learn how to actually do coral gardening practically from stage one till they're planting their corals that they've grown in the reef. And we're also now doing outreach to 2,500 children in in the county, bringing films, environmental films, environmental knowledge, marine conservation modules to be able to break the boundaries of access to environmental and conservation knowledge. That's knowledge that we all should have access to. Our future generations all should have access to this, uh, the, these materials, this knowledge, because they're the front line of the fight that we'll face. And also working with women's groups in sharing climate-smart kitchen gardening approaches to help with increasing the nutritional value of their meals but also increasing al- alternative income generation, generation opportunities with selling a little bit of the the boggers here and there. Right. And then also working with fishermen, you know, in institutional capacity and internal capacity to come together so as a body it's upskilling and
0: professionalizing an industry that is relatively uh, informal yep. up until this point mm-hmm. right because if you look at some of the more uh, established nations or coastal nations yeah uh including some in africa as well mm-hmm. there is a v- there's a professionalism to the industry yeah. that uh doesn't need to involve the chinese i'm sorry to say that but you, you get my point i'm sure yeah all right we're going to come back and talk you're a filmmaker as well which is super interesting uh, and a lot of your films are are, are films about the ocean. ocean. <laughs> 98.4 Capital FM The studio with me this morning is uh, LaDama from Oceans Alive. If you uh, don't know about this uh, NGO, you can find them online. But uh, you've told us about some of the, the great work that Oceans Alive is doing, creating a sustainable uh, environment for people at the coast and beyond. Um, can I ask you a question, LaDama? Uh, you know, we we, we I, I see all, all the time, blue economy, event, van, blue economy, this, blue economy. What is our blue economy agenda like here as a country, mm-hmm. and is it is it solid? Is it something we can build on? Is it is it something we can improve on? Because you know it doesn't get the same the same attention as other uh, climate or conservation mm-hmm. agendas, right? Uh, it's almost like a new sort of thing. Yeah. Are, are we in, heading in the right direction? What can we improve?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is Kenya were one of the first to start heading this blue economy concept. And in 2018, from the convention that was had in, in Nairobi to last year with the Ocean Conference, which was hosted by both Kenya and Portugal, Kenya are up there in pushing it. However, I would say on the ground, it's we're dreaming very big, but we also need to consider the local actors you know the small-scale actors and see how we can bring them into this massive dream that we have but also seeing how from these ground realities at the small scale and these great locally led initiatives like the Kuruwitu one can feed into this big dream of the blue economy that we have. B-
0: because we're looking at it from a from a, uh, an overview of let's bring in the experts, let's bring in yes. the technology, yeah. but there's, some, there's, a, there's a part of that entire blue economy that we've forgotten mm-hmm. and that's the end user, mm-hmm. which is the local fishermen and the local communities. Mm-hmm. Are they being included in these conversations or is this exactly what you're saying that we need to bring them into these conversations,
1: they are being included in and around. But when it comes to the decisions that are made,
0: yeah, they're nowhere to be seen.
1: Not really, okay. and it's creating a voice for them on the table or finding and these avenues. Is that part of your agenda,
0: them. though? Is that is that is, is creating that voice? Uh, not you as an individual, mm-hmm. but also Ocean's lives and organization is to say, look, you are having a conversation at a certain level mm-hmm. uh, in a boardroom that is that is affecting the livelihoods of millions of people Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to uh partake in the decision making is this this part of what you're doing
1: and yes but it's not that they're not allowed it's that the avenues and the road that and the pathways for them to take to be able to get their voices included in there are a little bit murky and not clear so if we can make the steps and the road for their voices their opinions their experiences on the ground Mm. clear to those who are making their decisions to those who are involved in the strategy and also not just their challenges their experiences but also their traditional knowledge traditional knowledge i feel should have a bigger space in. they
0: probably In. know more than any educated Harvard mm-hmm. graduate oceanographer yeah. anyway you know what i mean yeah. because they live that life mm-hmm. uh, we got to uh, end this pretty soon but let me ask you uh, talk to you a little bit about it. so you're also a filmmaker mm-hmm. okay and most of it is underwater filmmaking
1: yes. oceanography tell us a little about that once again from the time I saw marine life underneath the water, my heart's been taken. And to be able to share that, to share that experience when I first saw all that life with other people, that is one of the things that drives me. And whether it's to local schools, for kids who cannot swim, but yet want to be involved, if you can share that experience of what it looks like when you look beneath the blue... That whole world, it can inspire them to become ambassadors of change for mm-hmm, the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things uh, um, we're working on at the moment is a virtual reality film mm. for local local kids That's cool. uh, at the coast. So that we can bring that experience of when you look around and you just see fish, you see turtles, you see um, rays that can convince you, that can change a perspective of the ocean. That's someone. incredible. And it's things like that. It's breaking boundaries. And a huge inspiration of mine is um my our founder, Des Des Bowden, who's also one of the top I would say he's one of the top um underwater photographers. And being able to with a photo change someone's perspective it that's a power. And if you have that to be able to share it, especially following this discussion that we've just had on our ocean, on our blue economy, on our future generations. We need things like this to be able to get in there, break boundaries, and create these ambassadors ambassadors of change, ambassadors of sustainability. And that's where I see I can also be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to doing that and even more. And another person who's really been instrumental in st- you know, helping me hone that skill to share stories of impact for inspiration, is Paula Kahumbu, um, who's also another person who's been able to capture that what a picture can do, what a story can do, what a video can do Absolutely. to inspire a generation. Absolutely, and that is what I'm looking to do because that's the next focus. I believe this we're in the we're in the Ocean Decade, you know, from 2021 to 2030. It's been declared the UN Ocean Decade, and a lot of focus is going to be on the ocean. But also, we don't have that much time. And yeah. that's so you're where... We're talking
0: about 2050 yeah. being a big problem. Listen, Ladama, great work you're doing. Pleasure yeah. to meet you. Absolutely. Um, when I was 23, I definitely wasn't thinking of things like this. <laughs> uh, but it's really a pleasure to to, to meet you. And, and you know, I, I have to say that the the it, this is not something you're doing as a job. The passion definitely sh- shines through you. So thank you so much for coming in and, and spending time with us this morning. Thank you so, so much.
1: Capital FM